On agenda tonight, Infrastructure Minister Tim Krukel MHK gives a warts and all assessment of his department. It is one of the biggest challenges in Manx politics and the Minister is not unique in struggling to get to grips with this very large and unwieldy government department. We talk about the ongoing issues on the promenade, horse trams, problems at the airport and much more. Minister Krugel certainly has his work cut out, so is he able to deliver your priorities? Yeah, welcome back to the department. So I'm not sure how long it is since you were here, but uh, well, good to see you and good chance, good to have the chance to chat to you. It is a spectacular place to have an office. We shouldn't be here, and I'm quite happy to put that on record at the moment. Strangely enough, I got a mess- an email from somebody recently saying, "Why are you there?" Because we haven't got anywhere else to go to. If I could move the department out of here at the moment, I would do. This is absolutely, you know, the be- one of the best sites on the island, and this should be you know, commercial or something else. But we shouldn't be here. But we are at the moment. But uh, that's something we'll deal with as and when on as we move forward. And, and of course, that's one of the many uh, roles that the department has is properties management, and it manages property for the whole of government and trying to move various people around to various different places uh, to make the most cost-effective use of office space is is part of the DOI's role, isn't it? Yes, and over the last couple of years, certainly from the estate's point of view, government has rented properties, and now as and when they can, we're moving out of those. Uh, And certain departments have got smaller, so it's been easier to move them. You know, and if it turns out that in the future that we lose some of the areas from the departments here, the divisions from the department here, we may it might make it easier for us to move. Um, but yeah, we 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 manage all the government's uh, department uh, properties, and uh, we look at constantly about moving people and coming out of rented properties if, if possible. And and of course, there's quite a lot of money that can be saved by doing that. Yeah, as we've seen over the last few years, how much it is now to rent properties. And, you know, there's no reason why we should. And I don't think we have got any properties sat empty. But uh, if we can better utilise them, then absolutely we should be doing that. And uh, I suppose uh, the other element, just finishing off the properties, you also have the the, the housing remit. Um, but, of course, there's a housing board being established. So how, how does the how does that work? At the moment, it's working well between the department and Chris Thomas as chair of the Housing and Communities Board. And I'm on that uh, along with Laurie Hooper uh, and uh, Kerry Sharp and Marlene Masker. Um, but that's working well together. But it, I would eventually envisage that that will be handed over to the, uh, Chris and that board to deal with the housing. Um, but it's early days yet, but we're getting there. There's a lot of work going on on that. So p- potentially you could, as minister, just devolve or, or delegate the responsibilities of uh, your um, department in relation to housing to the housing board. Yeah, that, that could happen. But obviously we have to take note of, you know, we, we've got officers that work here and they work for the DOI. And all of a sudden, you know, we don't want to be pushing them over there. We, we need to discuss that with them as well. Obviously, if when you're talking about people's jobs and their departments and their lives, you know, they need to be consulted too. But if that's not a part that needs to be in government, in this department rather, then, you know, if it's the right thing to do, then we'll do that. And, and housing, you know, I think every, everyone felt at the last election that, that we had a housing crisis. Uh, certainly this was um, trotted off the lips of practically everybody who, who stood in the last election. Um, what, do you think government's doing enough to respond to that? It probably doesn't look like it at the moment, but there's an awful lot of work going on behind the scenes. We've on the Housing and Communities Board. We've been meeting with all the uh, um, private, the public sector groups, uh, the, the um, charities groups, uh, local authorities. We'll be talking to as well. Um, but there's a lot of work ne- needs to be done and has started to happen under Chris and the board. Um, and I think over the next probably six months, between now and the end of the year, we'll see a lot of uh, movement there. Hopefully, the department 
is a big department, isn't it? It's, it has a huge level of responsibility. Um, is it too big? Probably, probably. Um, there's a lot less now manpower-wise than there was probably in your time and before your time. I and mean, we're down to uh, just under 1,000 now. Um, workforce on the highways is under 100, whereas in your time it would have certainly been around 200, and before that it was up to 300. Um, but now we've got things in here that were never here before. We've just been talking about housing. Properties was never here. Flood risk management. Um, and the list goes on. And, you know, we are looking at... There was a Beeman's report done in the last government as to DOI. Uh, and we're working on that with the Cabinet Office at the moment. It was their report. Uh, and we'll work on that and just look at the, the structure of the departments and see, you know, what we need to be doing, what we don't need to be doing, and finding you know, a good way forward for the island. One of the, the, the key findings of that Beeman's report appeared to be that the department didn't have sufficient um, human or indeed financial resource. Yeah, resources is always an issue. And across government, they've been cut back over the years. And you know as well as I do, sort of when people come looking for pay rises, um, we've been told, you know, 2% is the limit. And if it's anything above that, then you have to find that from within the budgets uh, from the department. Uh, and we have to work with that. And this year is going to be even hard, going to be hard because I think we're going to see over 2% this year. And I'm only guessing at that, but I think we're going to see over 2%. And you have to find that from within your budget. So, But we have to work with that because, you know, if the money's not coming in, we can't spend it. And uh, we have to act accordingly. Is um, being DUI minister um, as difficult as you thought it was going to be? Is it fun? Is it, um, uh, I don't know, is it embarrassing? Fun. <laughs> it's uh, it, it is a good department, and uh, yeah, I was happy to. I am happy to be here. Uh, it's very very busy. Uh, embarrassing. Yeah, I I would admit at times it is embarrassing for you know. The the places we find ourselves, the position we find ourselves in, it it is hard. It is uh, it's we shouldn't be here. There should have been work done over the last years that hasn't been done, and we're now playing catch up. Uh, and it will take us a while to do that. With you know cut in workforce with a cut in budget and that but we have to do it i've said we will absolutely work with all across government to make you know the island a better place to live and work in and you know we will do our best it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination and what what are the best bits about the uh, being in the department would you say crikey <laughs> it would be nice to say there's so many good bits but there are there are good bits i i don't know i mean the, you know you come into work there the people are happy at working. You know, when I come into the office here down at the sea terminal, the people are happy. They're happy working for the DOI. Um, they're not happy that we're in the public eye all the time at the moment. But that's, you know, some of that's our fault. It's not always our fault. But, you know, and they get tired of getting a kick in. I, get, I, I feel for them. I really do. I'm here you know, as a politician. I expect to get the kicking. That's my job. They don't expect to get the kicking, whether it's the staff in here or whether it's the workforce outside, you know, whether they're driving the buses or out on the roads, whatever they're doing. You know, they always seem to get a kicking. Um, and most of the time, it's it's not their fault. And you know, if you've got a problem, please come back to me. Send me the emails. Don't don't go on social media and give them the kicking and stuff. You know, come back to me if there's a problem. I want to know if there's problems. We need to, we can't fix them if it, if it ends up on social media. Everybody feels bad about it. Yes, I know people feel better because they've aired that issue out on social media. But I don't always read it. I've got so much stuff going on. I don't always read social media. I try and I don't always respond to it because you, you'd never get off it. But, um, you know, I try and keep abreast of what's going on. But, you know, we want to know if there's problems. We want to know them in here so we can deal with them. And, and in terms of the staff, obviously, constant barrages of uh, criticism um, is, is not ideal in terms of uh, keeping 
your, your staff happy and their morale boosted. Um, and yet, I think most um, people, uh, most experts on how to manage staff would say that a happy um, a staff with a high morale is likely to be more productive. Yeah, that's definitely the case. But, uh, you know, people do get worn down. And everywhere that, you know, once people know where you work, you know, they will always take that opportunity. I say, I accept that as my job. But even the staff, when they go out at weekends or, if they, you know, whatever the case may be, if, if they find, people find out they work for the DOI, they'll always get a comment or something like that. And sometimes, you know, they just get fed up and, uh, you know, worn out with hearing those comments. And, or even if it's their partners that work for the DOI. Um, and we've, it's been said many times before, you know, middle of winter when the snow hits and they go out to clear it or when the trees are down in the storm, you know, first port of call is the DOI and they go out there and they do a super job. But, you know, a couple of days later, here we go, you know, the same guys are doing a different job and they get a kick in. Um, you know, they've got a job to do. If there's a problem, let me know and let the officers know here in the office and we'll sort it. But leave the guys alone, you know, come back to us, please. The department's not... Um not shy of courting uh, controversy, is it? Um, I mean, the, 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 the big issues at the moment, uh, well, the continuing issue, the promenade scheme, the, um, the, the airport um, parking app, uh, and I'm sure there are many others, and, and we will come on to those. Uh, but I, I suppose start with a positive. Um, great that uh, the department managed to go down and get the ferry bridge fixed uh, seemingly within uh, 24 hours it wasn't quite that quick and i have to say we don't court controversy <laughs> it just seems to come our way unfortunately but uh, yeah i mean that was a job where we were able to obviously we had to wait until the insurers or whoever had been down and looked at it but uh, you know we're coming to that time of year it's tt a lot of people use that area anyway and visit it but uh, it was a case of you know we've got the workforce you know the experts that could go down there and put that right as soon as possible. I wasn't realised you just said, you know, it's been painted as well now. So I'm delighted that we've been able to put that back so quickly um, and make, you know, make the island look right as, as it should be. Um, so we have got the experts, we have got the workforce that can do these jobs uh, as and when we need to. But sometimes we just get hold, held up and there's so much going on. And as we've seen, you know, I said when I first came in here, I wouldn't give a finish date to the promenade scheme. And there's still work going on there now. So, and that's seven months down the road. So pardon the pun. Um, but we're getting, we are getting there, and hopefully by the end of the next couple of days, but uh, we'll see that not, yes, we'll see that done if you like. So hopefully then we'll be getting ready for the trams to run towards the end of July. Fingers crossed. And uh, you know, we're talking about the, pr the promenade scheme. It would be remiss of me then not to to ask about uh, that. I mean, wh what what fundamentally uh, went wrong? Because quite clearly something must have gone wrong. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> but easy for me to say, you know, it was before my time, but I inherited it. And there was just, there, there's, there's been issues from day one, I think, from the, from the start. I think probably we tried to jump, you know, we, we tried to jump into it too quickly before we were ready to go, I think. Um, and then promises were made all along, you know, I've heard, for, you know, what was supposed to be a 10-year scheme will be done in five years and then three years. You know, we're over three years now, for about three and a half years. We are, there is definitely light at the end of that tunnel now. It looks better. It looks far much better than it used to. I still think there are issues with it, but you know, this TT will be an absolutely telling time for us and we'll be able to you know, see how it works now. But I actually think it's still quite quiet out there. I think a lot of people do avoid it now, to be honest with you. And why do you think they avoid it? 
Um, and I don't know whether it's the roundels. I don't know whether they find it's quite narrow in places, it's quite awkward, or whether they've just found other routes during the last two to three years that people are happier coming in that way rather than coming along the promenade. It will say it will get busier over the next fortnight, that's for certain. One thing that uh, we don't hear on the promenade and uh, certainly makes it less busy is uh, the the, the happy uh, sound of horses' hooves trotting along. Um, are we likely to hear th- that happening shortly? At the moment, I've said as a few weeks ago, I was saying I, I wasn't convinced that we would hear that happy sound, as you say, or the clip-clop of hooves. Um, I'm now fairly confident that uh, by the end of July, if all goes according to plan, that we'll probably see 10 or 12 weeks of the horses on the prom for this year. Uh, we've got to have the rail- railway inspectors report on the tram lines themselves. Um, and then I've said I'll get another report done after that just to make sure. But uh, it looks as though it could well happen this year, yeah. And it, it, it is a little bit like um, getting a bus from Douglas to Peel, um, but you, you, you have to walk from St John's, isn't it, um, the way it's uh, currently um, designed? I mean, it, the, the, the original design, the, 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 the horse trams were supposed to come all the way to the sea terminal. The money was, was approved for that, and yet uh, here we are having the, the trams finishing um, probably before you get to the busiest part of of the route yeah and that's not acceptable really i mean the job should have finished really at the moment at uh, the war memorial for sure um it hasn't been able to do that because there's no funding there to finish it there's no time to finish it uh, and what i have said now is that if timwood gives us the funding to finish it off back to the sea terminal we will do from where we are now to the sea terminal in one go. There's no point now going from where we are at the bottom of Broadway to the War Memorial in one job and then waiting to do another job from the War Memorial to the sea terminal. If we're going to do the sea terminal, we'll do it all in one. You know, we do not need any more disruption than is necessary. You're listening to Infrastructure Minister Tim Crickle, MHK. Is there going to be a, a full sort of investigation after the 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 scheme is finished the promenade scheme is finished uh, are are we going to f- actually ever get to to find out fundamentally where where the the, the problems were and uh, hopefully learn some lessons from from what has gone wrong i would f- absolutely expect that the public accounts committee would pick this up i mean obviously they talk to us about it um on our annual chats with them but i would imagine uh they would say, you know, they're going to look into it, you know, from day one and just see, you know, we don't know what the the, uh, the, the expenditure is going to be yet. We've got a rough idea. We'll have that figure in July. Um, whether I'll get to July, Tim, whether that or not, probably October for the overspend on that. But I would absolutely expect PAC to pick that up and do a full inquiry into it. And as you say, find out where we went wrong, where the overspend was and all sorts of things. And the public deserve that, to be honest with you. We've had three and a half years of the businesses down there that have suffered, and they they do that ex- explanation. The I mean, there's the, the so many elements to this, aren't there? I mean, the, the, the roundels is, is is one element that people uh, have expressed concern over. The uh, the horse trams is another, and, and and again, you 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 find yourself in that wonderful position of uh, whatever you do, half the people in the Isle of Man are going to think it's wrong um, because it's a kind of a fifty fifty split on horse trams, isn't it? Uh, should should they or shouldn't they? Is that you wishful thinking on 50-50? I think you were responsible for the horse shams, if I remember rightly. <laughs> but um, 
Uh, and I'm in an awkward position too in some respects because I actually vote. I was the only one in Timwood, if you remember, I voted against this scheme and it was purely on uh, the problem needed doing up. There was no doubt about that. But I, what I wanted to see was a single track from one end to the other. And, you know, if I got my way, that would have been done by now. But, uh, um, yeah, it, it is a 50-50 split, as you said, maybe. Um, they are unique. You know, the system we've got is unique. But what we need to bear in mind, you know, at the moment, not only with the horse trams, but with the electric trams and the steam trainers, these things are hugely expensive to run. And you can't just give them to volunteers to do. And at the moment, we're short of money and we need to look at what we're doing and how we run it. And there will be a review of all the services, there's no doubt about it, over the next year as to you know, what's going to happen to them in the future. There has to be. And, and, and the other obvious thing, I mean, government has declared a climate emergency and uh, yet we've spent all this money on the new uh, promenade scheme and not put a, um, a, a new uh, seawall in, uh, despite the department... Uh, suggesting very clearly um, when the, the scheme was first being uh, devised that a seawall was an essential element. Yes, the seawall uh, has not been done. It will be done in the f foreseeable future. Uh, I had a conversation with a meeting with Douglas Corporation fairly recently, myself and uh, the director of highways. We'll be going back again to see them uh, fairly soon again to take that on because it's part and parcel of the job and needs to finish the promenade off. And obviously, we need to do the wall basically before we do the walkway, otherwise you'd just ruin the walkway if you did it first. But uh, it needs to be done, so we'll have those conversations very shortly with the Corpy. A few other obvious issues uh, that uh, you're, you're facing at the moment. Uh, the, 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 the parking app is, is uh, the, the cause of, of great consternation amongst many who don't have mobile phones and don't have apps. Yeah, it's uh, it's been awkward. Um, it's taken a long, long, too long to sort out. Um, what we've got at the moment is a situation where we use. We've now started using the app yesterday, and I'm very hopeful that it will work for us. We will review it ongoing just to see how it pans out. If it needs changing, we've got a you know uh, a chance where we can give them six months' notice and we, we can get out of the agreement we've got. Um, and if it gets to the stage where it's not working and we need to change it or upgrade it, um, we'll, we'll do that. But we had to get something in and we were looking at replacing the barriers and all sorts. It was just so cost prohibitive um, that we couldn't go down that route anymore. So we've come up with this. We'll see how it works and please give it time. You know, uh, if it doesn't work, then we will review it. And, and I mean, you used the word hopeful there. Mm -hmm. um, surely the the the. the public should expect you to be absolutely sure um, when, when you're doing these things we're as sure as we can be and I know people have said if you go on trust pilot they've got a very bad write up there but others have said it's good and as I said in a couple of other interviews we've had people phoning into the radio station saying they've used it across and they've had no problem with it for years so they're a big company they've been doing it for a long time so I am hopeful that it will work and you know we'll just time will tell and, and the you know again people really struggle to understand how you couldn't manage to f find a way in which there would be a machine that you could just put coins in to operate a barrier in the in the way that we we have been used to down there for probably several decades yeah and if, if we'd have hunt, hunted around i suppose and i've had people saying oh so and so's done it and somebody else has done it and that it, it probably could be done but it's a case of moving on as well. And I know it doesn't suit everybody, but it's a case of moving on. Collecting coins, counting coins, all that has cost implications. And, you know, 
It is an accepted part now. It's, we've already had uh, apps in Douglas uh, in some of the car parks there and ANPR, automatic number plate recognition. You know, so we, we need, we're, we're moving on. And yes, with hindsight, it would have been nice to do, have coins as well. But it's, you know, we, we are where we are. And I hate that expression. I really do. Um, we've gone with this at the moment. And, you know, there shouldn't be anybody that can't use that car park without, you know, either using the app or doing it from home before they leave. Or if you've got an issue, go into the uh, terminal down there and the people at the information desk will be more than happy to help. And while we're at the airport, um, the, there are, again, going back to the, the whole 50-50 thing, on the one hand, uh, people say, well, why is the government running an airport? It doesn't need to be, surely to goodness, that uh, most of what you do at the airport should be being run uh, by the private sector. And then on the other hand, the, the slightest hint of, of private sector operation, i.e. putting the parking charges up and the public are up in arms, um, do you think the, the Manx public would be prepared or willing to accept the, uh, a, a lot of the enterprises at the uh, airport effectively being run by private, private companies? I think they would do if they thought it was uh, a good solution for the island. Uh, and it is something that we will look at. You know, we've got a new director who I'm delighted to say will be joining us in, or in August. Uh, and that will be a part of his brief as soon as he... And he knows that, so he, he may well be looking at it from now onwards. Um, but that'll be part of his brief as soon as he gets here to look at how and you know how we run the airport and how it could be better. The, the the other element from the airport, I mean, we we uh, you you get off the plane, you 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 uh, head out uh, to the front of the airport and uh, look for a taxi, and um, there are very few and far between. There has been an issue. I'm told it's better than it was. Uh, obviously, as we come into summer and the busy period, the taxis hopefully will reappear down there. Over the winter, I know it's been quiet, but uh, it was obviously quiet for the last couple of years too because there was very few planes. But uh, I have started meeting with, I met with a couple of the taxi driver representatives the other week. And obviously, you know, the bus service we need to make sure is continues to serve the airport well. But, uh, you know, we will try our best to make sure that the services, whether it's into the airport or coming away from the airport with the buses and the taxis, is as best as it can be. And you mentioned the buses there. Uh, that also seems to be a problem that, that you, you appear to have. Um, surely these sorts of things should have been predictable. I mean, you, you, you should have known well, it's not beyond the wit of man to, to work out that when COVID is, uh, be becomes less of an issue and people start travelling more, that they are going to come to the Isle of Man and they are going to need to use services like the uh, the, the, the taxis. And also, um, you know, you need to have a very reliable um, public transport system. And it would appear that uh, I, I think the last... Um, last quoted uh, reference you you made was uh, 10 uh, drivers short which seems like quite a lot it, it is a lot percentage wise out of our workforce um but that, that's just par for the course across lots of industries at the moment i mean and i will use down at the airport you know the security guys the baggage handling people companies they're all short and it's not just here on the island it's across at manchester Birmingham, and all the other airports as well but it's just in general there seems to be a shortage of people at the moment in you know in the in workforces and 
we have to deal with that as well as anybody. But unfortunately, ours has a knock-on effect to the service that we deliver to the public, and that's what hurts because we can't deliver what we have said we've been de- or what we have been delivering in the past. So, at the moment, we're about ten drivers short from you know filling those positions, but we've also got some off on sick, uh, which is giving us problems. We are working and doing our best to try and solve that issue, uh, and we've continued to do so right up and and past through and beyond TT. Uh, was there any planning? Um, it, to, to, in, it within the department in, in relation to post-COVID um, uh, reigniting the, the economy, everything getting back to normal. Did, it, did anyone actually think about how this was, was all going to work? Well, we, I mean, as far as services from our point of view is concerned, I mean, we've still had roughly, give or take, some of the drivers that ha- you know, have left and haven't been replaced, but we st- we've still got the same workforce, so we just thought we'd be able to do it. But unfortunately, at this moment, we've got this hiatus of you know drivers on sick and um, drivers or not having these positions filled, if you like. So that's given us a heck of a problem. So we're having to look at the services we are providing and sort of, we always do, as you'll know, uh, change the service around TT. Uh, well, we'll look at that and what we what we think we're able to deliver, um, and have the drivers to deliver that service. But it's going to be hard. One of the, th- the things you referred to there was the new airport director, which is great. Um, one of the first things that happened, I think, even before you arrived down at the sea terminal after you were appointed as minister, was the former chief executive suddenly had a desire to spend more time in the gar- in the garden. Um, has he been replaced yet? We've got uh, an interim. So the, answer, the proper answer to that is no. We've got an interim, no. Uh, Mrs. Curfew has been filling that position. And we've also got another senior officer who's been helping out. So... Um, the answer is no, um, but hopefully she's interim now till August, um, and we're hopeful then that uh, we'll have a full-time CEO come August. Uh, uh, the, the word hopeful keeps it cropping does, up. It does. <laughs> it, I mean, it, <clears throat> is it not unreasonable for the public to expect ministers to know uh, things, to be able to say, this is, this is absolutely definitely going to happen? Yes, I suppose so, but I, I don't get involved in the hiring and firing of staff at all. As you know, that's civil service that do that. So, uh, you know, I would be very hopeful that come August that we've got a full-time CEO back here. And I'm not the only department that's in that position at the moment. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm content with the staff I've got here up here in the C-term are working with me at the moment that, with the job that we're doing. What, what would be your, your top three uh, priorities Uh, I suppose for the course of the next uh, year or two uh, while you minister down here Um, well hopefully hopefully again but uh, the promenade will be finished very shortly Um, we've got Liverpool Ferry Terminal I'd like to see the airport sorted out obviously just the services that we provide as the department that we're able to do it properly as we should be uh, with the staff that we should and, and have the staff to be able to deliver those services yeah, we're here to do a maintenance job. You know, the Department of Infrastructure, as we said earlier, is probably doing or expected to do far more than it should be. Um, but we need to be able to deliver the services that we're, we've said, we've committed to say we'll deliver. Uh, and we need to make sure that uh, we're not doing what we're not supposed to be doing. And if we are doing that, then we should be looking to give it to somebody else to do. One of the things you first said when you when you came to the department was we need to start getting the basics right and you introduced or, or you, the, the concept of a highways charter and uh, basically 
instead of the grandiose schemes, and it's of course easy to say this, instead of the grandiose schemes, we uh, we'll we'll get back to um, making sure that that the, the basic road repairs are are complete. Of course, the, uh, the 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 reason grandiose schemes come forward tends to be because it's cheaper to to actually do the job the fix properly than to have to keep coming back time and time again but uh, the general principle of what you were saying there is uh, we we have a a significant roads infrastructure on the island in places in in quite a poor uh, state of repair and uh, actually that's where the focus needs to be and i still firmly believe that um, and with the draft charter that we've just produced in uh, end of march I will be going after TT and start talking to all the local authorities. I've spoken to many of them already, but uh, not on this subject. But we will be going back to talk to them. I absolutely believe between us and the local authorities, we've got a huge job to do, whether it's on the roads or whether it's the drainage, the ditches, whatever the case may be, because that's causing so many of our problems. Um, and yes, we've got some grandiose schemes, whether it be the promenade or even the A5, which we've just put back for another year. But um, we need to get back to basics and make sure that, you know, the basic drainage in the roads and all sorts works for us because it does cause so many problems that, you know, most, a lot of people won't know, but I got so many calls over the winter from people whose drains and things hadn't been cleared or the culverts and things hadn't been done. And that's certainly not the workforce's problem. Uh, they, you know, they do what they're asked to do, but the, over the last two years as well with COVID, it's been an issue, but we need to get back to doing, and, you know, doing what is our basic maintenance job. And we haven't been able to do that. And as I said earlier, you know, a few years back, probably 10, 12 years ago, we had over 300 staff and now we're down to about 100. You know, we can't do what we were expected to do then with the workforce that we've got now. Um, so we've just got to find a better way of doing it. And But I absolutely believe it's it's part and parcel of the department's job to do that. And, and you mentioned there the local authorities. One, one element that we've not touched on is your department's role in relation to local uh, government. Um, are there any moves there you know, in, in relation to, um, I don't know, in, in improving the relationship in, in, in terms of the highway services or uh, indeed um, the, the whole way in which we collect and uh, dispose of waste on the island? Are, are there any issues that uh, cr- are cropping up at the moment in the department? I mean, there's always issues because, I mean, local authorities deal with, you know, their own areas, but they also deal with, you know, housing, they've got the waste, they've got swimming pools and things. So, and we work with those, we work with them on those issues. Um, and there are problems that come up from time to time. So we hopefully we can sort those out. Um, but again, that will be part and parcel of the discussions that we'll have, you know, between myself and the officers when we go out to meet the local authorities um, to see, is it as best as it can be or can we change it? And there are always people that will say, you know, there's better ways of doing these things and we're happy to talk about those and see if we can find that you know that's better and maybe saves a lot of money for either local authorities or for the constituents an open and frank assessment from tim krukel he has a difficult task ahead but he certainly appears to understand where the problems are and is not shy of talking about them But for now, I'm Phil Gorn, Gurumayu. Thanks for listening.